What is up, GCF fam? It is your boy, Sean, here, back at it again with another edition of the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the legendary Mikey Rock. Mikey, what's good, bro? What up, kid? How we doing? How we doing? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, man. I'm ready to go. Ready for week four. Um, I am coronavirus free for now, just so you know. Just letting just letting everybody know I did travel cross country for uh business reasons, of course, to Las Vegas. And uh for right now, we are COVID free, no postponements for the podcast. But before we get into it, I just want to remind everybody, GrandCentralFantasy.com, please just check the fucking rankings. Mike, how many questions are we getting about, oh, should I start this guy? Should I start Lazard over Lamar Jackson in a PPR league? Check our rankings on the website. It's at GrandCentralFantasy.com. On our website. On our website and on fucking Twitter at GrandCentralFan. Yeah, just go on our website. It's that easy. You'll be able to answer your own questions. Check out our rankings. They're always accurate. Just do it. It's really easy. I mean, I love our followers to death, but if I get another question about who should I start over here, go to the rankings, grandcentralfantasy.com. It's right there. And while we're on this topic, okay, I don't know how many people are going to listen to the podcast that tweeted us. If you ask a question and then tag us with eight other fantasy accounts, Guess what we're not doing? Answering that question, okay? I'm going to mute your tweet. You're never going to get an answer from us. Directly message us or directly add us on Twitter, okay? I do not need to hear JB knows and all these assholes that I don't even know, okay? Because they don't know fantasy like us. They're full of shit. If you want, you don't need anybody else's opinion besides us, okay? That's it. Wow! All right, I'm I'm getting I'm getting a you little good? too worked up. I'm no, getting no. a little too worked. No, up let here, the but... they need to they need to hear this. The people need to hear this. So it's all good. All the all these other fantasy accounts suck. Okay, I don't I don't care. Don't put me next to Easy Fantasy Draft and these other accounts that blocked us. Fucking Fantasy Chief Tomahawk or whatever who fucking F- blocked F- us last expert year. Expert advice his grandma's <laughs> cookies. Exactly, dude. I don't want. We are not associated with this. This is Grand Central Fantasy. Okay, so I I'd say some stuff that's not appropriate right now. I'm not going to do that. No, it's all we're going to go. Just re- we're going to respect the name. Yes. Yes, GCF shirts coming soon. Spoiler alert: that may or may not be available for purchase. Slash, me and Mike will just wear them around our hometown. <laughs> um, all right, Mike. Let's start off. We're doing a little bit of a different format this week, changing it up. The podcast is growing. People are loving it. I mean, lots of uh, lots of ratings in the app store. You can find this obviously on Spotify, Apple, wherever podcasts are sold. But let's start off. With a fan favorite segment, put some respect on their name, baby. Mike, who we got? Let me know. Yeah, I'm going to kick it off. I got a couple guys right here, and I'm about to put some respect on their name. So, Break yeah, it down. here we go. Tyler Lockett, lock it up. The true wide receiver one of the Seahawks caught yes. not one, not two, but three touchdowns from the future MVP. Lockett's Ooh. tied for third in receptions and tied for first in touchdowns. And sh- respect this man's name. Amen. Alvin Kamara. Why is it so bright in here? Oh, wait. It's just the drip in AK's teeth blinding me, bro. All yes. smiles from the back who just 
a few weeks ago, some of you stupid motherfuckers out there pass on him on draft day because he was going to hold out. Fuck you. Kamara <laughs> said, hold these nuts. I'm the number one running back in fantasy. Put some respect on his name. Keenan Allen. We were told before this season, Allen's trending down. Allen without Rivers is barely a flex play. Taylor will ruin him. Little did we know we needed someone to just put a hit on Tyrod Taylor. Yo, shout out to Tyrod Taylor's lung. But Justin Sherbert fed the vet 27 targets the last two weeks, okay? The most in that span. And this and uh, second place guy isn't even close in targets. Allen has the most receptions and yards in that two week span. Put some respect on his name. Justin Jefferson, the rookie wideout, showed us why the Vikings said F you to Stephon Diggs and drafted him. Okay. Trojans. Jefferson had an, a 36% target share on Sunday, resulted in seven catches, 175 yards, one touchdown, and one hell of a touchdown celebration. Put some respect on that freshman's name. And the last one, I can't believe I'm doing this, Sean. I'm disgusted with myself. Josh Allen. This is really uh, hard for me, bro. Uh, uh. Just letting his name slide off my tongue, Sean. It's like uh, it's like a shot to the balls, okay? Well, put some res- yeah, I bet. put some respect on his name. I still don't think he's like a great quarterback. But Sucks. he knows how to get it done. He's playing like an MVP candidate. Kind of put some respect on his stupid face. Kind of respect. But listen, I mean, speaking speaking of respect, I love that list. I got to say, my thing is Tyrod Taylor, puncture his other lung, okay? Because I never want to see him on the fucking field again. Herbert's the guy. He feeds Sherbert. all these fucking <laughs> – Sherbert's the guy. He feeds uh, Keenan Allen. The once droppable by week eight, Austin Eckler, is now the guy that we thought he was going to be, and that's all Justin Herbert. So that's all I fucking got to say about that. Now let's break it down, baby, with my respect, guys. Are you done, by the way? I know you got a little – you always got some extra up your sleeve. You got anything no, else? No, I'm good. I got another, like, 20 guys I could put respect on their <laughs> name, know. but I'll hold off this week. That might be that might be for the Mike Solo podcast if you want just forty minutes of respect on his name. Forty minutes of screaming, you know. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, some people have podcasts like that, like that stupid motherfucker. What the hell is that guy's name? Fucking, I I don't even know his podcast. I blocked his fucking uh, Twitter. (laughs) Piece of shit. Nobody gets that besides inside. Maybe Jake understands that. But let's go, baby. Put some respect on their name with a K, no T. Leading off, I got my boy, the target god, Alan Robinson. Big dick Nick. No, not Nick Falero, but Nick Foles dropping in the fucking Bears game. Give feeding my boy. Allen Robertson, 10 catches, 123 yards, one touchdown. There were so many. Should we trade him? Oh, is he droppable? Blah, 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 blah. After we hyped him up all year long, he's here to stay. He's a wide receiver one. I put him in my buy in the column uh, a couple days ago. Buy on Allen Robertson. Love him. Next, my guy, my motherfucking boy, Michael Gallup. We back, baby. Six Woo! of nine yeah. targets, 138 yards, one touchdown. We're back. Amari Cooper's dead. Him a little later. He's dead. Gallup's the guy. He's coming back. Gallup, CD Lamb. It's the CD Lamb show. Is Cooper droppable? Some are saying that. I'm not yet. We'll get to it. Oh, Next, Daryl Henderson, baby. My boy running back on the almost said St. Louis Rams, but good thing they're in a ugh, good thing they're in LA. Two back to back weeks, 114 yards, one touchdown. Malcolm Brown is dead. Don't talk to me about him. Right, He's babe. the guy. Daryl Henderson. Malcolm Brown's going to stay dead. I don't want to see another question about him. And then my second to last 
is Alan Lazard, the god, 146 yards, one touchdown. He's the guy when Adams is out. He's a solid wide receiver, too. There's a lot of people saying, should he be dropped? Should he be started? Oh, come on. Trade him, blah, blah, blah. Allen, the god, Lazard, start him. He's must start from now on in my mind, especially when Devontae Adams is out. But we're definitely going to get into Devontae Adams um, later in the show because I am rescinding my respect that I put on him in week one because wow. this man can just not first say how ever a first ever rescind. respect respect rescinded hashtag uh, I'm sure some people will get that trending worldwide in New York State and now a little a little special put some respect on their name Mike so I mean if we had a producer we'd it we put in a little bit of the piano music to kind of slow it down this and make it a little, little dramatic so when we do get a producer in year two um we have a friend uh, named Neil who went to podcast producing school, but he's yes. too cool to produce our podcast. He just sits on. He sits don't put on respect on his name. Do not put yeah, respect he, on his he name. He is not. There's no respect on his name. Lamar motherfucking Jackson. Wow. Okay? Put some respect on this man's name. Okay. For Monday night football games are always blown up. Last week, oh my God, Drew Brees couldn't throw the ball anymore. Oh, oh my God, the, the Saints are dead. Blah, blah, blah. And then boom, they, they still lost to Green Bay, but it was a close game. You know what I'm saying? Same thing's going to happen with Lamar. Everybody's saying, oh, he's not as good. Is he always going to be in Mahomes' shadow? Blah, blah, blah. Listen, nobody was complaining when he put up over 30 fantasy points in week one, okay? It's only week three. I'm expecting Big things from Baltimore this week. Yep. I'm expecting huge things from Lamar in general. He's still arguably the best fantasy quarterback in the league. Okay. One game against Mahomes isn't going to change that whole thing. The Baltimore defense is a little overrated. We saw it get exposed. You know, Mike, I, you can go back on whoever you want. I know you said uh, to <laughs> Daryl Henderson, but talk about Lamar Jackson a little bit. Cause we've been getting so many stupid ask questions about Lamar. Should I trade Lamar for a fucking gumball machine? Uh, should I trade Lamar? Should I cut him? Blah, blah, blah. Talk to me about Lamar. No, like like you said, put some respect on the guy's name. Like, thank you. Yeah. For real. Okay, it's one game against the Super Bowl defending champions, the Chiefs. Okay. Granted, the Chiefs aren't don't have the shutdown defense, but it's one game. Look what Lamar Jackson did the prior weeks before. The guy is an animal in fantasy football. Um, I'm not exactly sure who he's playing in week two. I can't think off the top of my head, but I know it was like a really, really good matchup for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um, it's a uh, the I'm sorry, I almost said Redskins, the Washington oh, football team. Yes. Okay, he's gonna. I have him right now as my number two quarterback next week, and he's gonna go off again. Everyone, take a deep breath. Okay, I know you fucked up drafting a quarterback in the second round. But That's what it is. Lamar Jackson is still your guy, and he's still going to go off. It's one game. Please don't tell, ask me Lamar Jackson or Daniel Jones in week four to start, because like, that's that's serious. That's serious. I, we that's those are the type of questions we get. It's don't calm down, people. These assholes on ESPN on the ESPN fantasy app have this dumbass video. Is Lamar Jackson a buy low candidate after Monday Night Football flop? Like, who are they? Like, 
what are you talking about? And what are you what are you going to trade for for Lamar Jackson? Yeah. If you have another quarterback, you know, if you have Aaron Rodgers on your team, that's a little bit of a different story. But if you have fucking you know Justin Herbert, and you're talking about oh, I got to trade Lamar for some wide receiver. I mean, give me a break. Don't trade Lamar. We're holding Lamar Jackson. It, it's it's not even close. Just put some respect on his name and fucking relax. That's all I'm going to say about it. Okay, so no yeah. more questions down, about people. Lamar. No more. Calm, it's over. Start start him. Stardom and forget it. <laughs> so Stardom so and forget of, it. Speaking of the week four matchup with the Washington football team, uh, thank you for respecting uh, the the native people, Mike. I appreciate that. Um, who? What are you looking forward to in week four? What games or situations do we need to keep an eye on as we move on to the next week in fantasy football? Yeah. So. Um... I gotta go. I gotta talk about the Bills' offense, man. Okay. Oh God, what are we doing here, man? Bills. Well, this is a Bills podcast now. Listen, you know what? At the end of the day, it's fantasy football. You got to put your bias to the side, and so. you gotta. And if you want to win, you know that's what a good fantasy football owner does. And I'm just want to talk about the Bills' offense because, you know, when when you talk about the Bills, Sean, like just last year. When you think of the Buffalo Bills, obviously, first thing you think of is they suck and they choke all the time. But like when you think of something positive about the about the Bills, it's usually their defense. They they have a shutdown defense. They have one of the best cornerbacks in the game. Um, mm. But you know what? It's funny how uh, things are changing in Buffalo, and their defense is gotten weaker, and their offense is one of the best in the AFC. Okay, the Bills right now, they rank second in passing offense. They have close to a thousand passing yards in three games and they're third in the NFL in scoring uh, 31 points per game. And Josh Allen is ranked second in the NFL in passer rating behind, you know, Russell Wilson. So, you know, some of that has to do with matchup play, obviously, uh, as he faced the Dolphins early on and he faced um, uh, who's the other team he faced? Um, I don't know. He faced someone the, else. Uh, the Jets, Dolphins, and the Rams. Jets, Jets, Dolphins, Rams. Okay, so you know, I, I I've given a lot of criticism to Allen, and I was fair about a lot of it. You know, he's lack he lacks protecting the ball. He coughs the ball up a lot. You know, that's still evident. But I got to give props to like the GM over there, Brandon Bean, dude. He's mm. he's done a like sensational job drafting, signing players, and trading for guys, and he does all these guys that he's brought over to the team just fits the mold uh, for the offensive coordinator there. And uh, the offensive coordinator's done a, a tremendous job as well, running the offense because he complements his players' strengths. And that's what like a good coach does. Like a lot of coaches in the NFL, they have their ways. This is how it's going to be. This is how we're going to run the offense. Brian, uh, Brian DeVool of uh, the Bills, he, he makes his team play to his players' strengths and it's really showed. And he's done that a lot this year with a lot of four wide receiver sets. And he's, he's had more four wide receiver sets than anyone in the NFL. And it's obviously it's done a lot of positive things for the bills as they've become one of the best passing attacks in the NFL. And I don't know, man, I'm just, I still am not sold on Josh Allen being like this great quarterback. I know I might no, get like, no, and I, I might get hung for it, but I just feel like the, the GM there, the coach offensive coordinator has just done a great job to like 
just work within their players' strengths. And I don't know. How do you feel about that? I know I know we hate Buffalo and stuff, but you know, yeah. Give credit when credit's due. They're built in all seriousness. I mean, they built a great team and they've gotten off to a really hot start. I don't think there are any better sell high candidates than literally every member of the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Like I do think they're solid. Obviously Josh Allen is the second best fantasy quarterback so far this year, but again, it's only three weeks in. They went, I believe four and oh last year too. Their playoff schedule is really hard. And if you're going into this, you have Josh Allen or you have Diggs, and I think they've gotten better because they added Diggs because he's a receiver that kind of makes up for Allen's mistakes. And Allen's been getting a little um, more accurate and is a little smarter with the ball. He doesn't have as many turnovers as he has the past couple of years, which is great. And I think that is sustainable. I think he is going to be better long term. But for a fantasy perspective, we're looking at in uh, depending on your league, if you do a bye week um, for a top team, that's a little different. But usually, the fantasy playoffs are week fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Week fourteen, they're at home against Pittsburgh. They might have fans, but at that point, we'll see. But Pittsburgh's one of the best defenses in the league. Okay, fifteen, they go to Denver. Denver, nothing special. That's actually a pretty good matchup. Let's say you go to the championship. They're at New England in a game that could be deciding the division. <laughs> now we've watched Josh Allen under pressure. Yep. You really want Josh Allen as your fantasy quarterback in a fantasy championship, Mike? Uh, no, I do not. Exactly. Yeah. So while everything you said is right, I look at it from a different angle where we can put respect on him and it's great, but maybe we should start shopping these guys, Diggs, Singletary, um, John Brown. And I love John Brown. I don't think you'll get much for him. I think you should kind of ride him as long as you can. But Josh Allen, he is a slam dunk, high-end, sell, very high candidate for me. And don't forget the way he plays. It's like controlled chaos. He could get – there's no reason – why he can't get hurt. Everybody worries about Lamar so much yeah. getting hurt the way he plays. Why aren't we worried about Josh Allen getting placed? Cause he's big and tall and he can pull his hair back. Give me a break. He could tear his ACL just like Lamar Jackson can. You know what I'm saying? So would you be shopping those guys? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say you could shop them, but I also think it's at this point from what I'm seeing, it's fair to say that they could sustain success throughout the season. Yes, they do have a very tough playoff matchup, but Getting there to that point, you want to make the playoffs. Josh Allen, if he's your quarterback, will probably help you get there. He's going to help you more than he's not going to help you the way mm-hmm. things are going. And, I, and I'm really I, – I think still that Josh Allen has made a lot of mistakes with the fumbling. If you look in week one with the Jets, he, let, he, he had a lot of stupid turnovers, and that continued um, into week two as well. He, but he's improved a lot in a short passing game. We know how he, he could throw the deep ball. Uh, but he's been questioned a lot with these, you know, these short passes. And he has all these like short, um, you know, nifty, speedy wide receivers that benefit him with um, within that. So I don't know. I, the Bills offense, it, it, to me, it's crazy how good the Bills offense looks and how bad their defense looks all of a sudden, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm just – and I, I agree with all of that. And it's it's what you said to their – it's speaking to the general manager strength yes. where he's bringing in guys. I mean, he's not adding 
Brandon Cooks and all these and Julio Jones, these wide receivers that burn the shit out of guys down the field and then they catch the deep ball. He's he's bringing in guys that can take these little dink and dunk little pop passes, screens. Yeah, Yeah. that'll take it to the house for him. So that's why um, Allen's been doing so good. But yes, the Bills start off hot every year. Yep. And they made the playoffs last year, but I would definitely sell high on Allen Diggs as well. I mean, there, there's going to be some regression here, guys. They had one of the easy schedules in the league so far. Don't expect them to go into Vegas next week and, you know, just destroy the Raiders too. Okay. Cause it's just not going to happen, especially like Mike said too, with the performing as well. Um, you know, but from a fantasy perspective, all you got to worry about is the skill players. And, you know, I, I think their defense will get better if you have Buffalo's defense, but I mean, you know, I, I would be trying to sell high on all these bills if I could. That's fair. Um, all right, let's hop into one, my first thing to look for. It, it's got to be the bears offense versus the Colts, man. I'm really interested to see what we can expect from Nick Foles going into his first Official start as the Bears quarterback. Now, he came in mid-game, replaced Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, um, and Nagy said he's going to start from here on out. In my opinion, it may be a little too early for the Nick Foles train. He's more of a coming around week eight or nine, save the year type thing. I, I just don't know how sustainable he's going to be, but I am curious to see if he can keep up the targets to Allen Robertson, Alvin Miller, and Jimmy Graham. I mean, this is something we're seeing from Graham. He had two touchdowns last week. Can he be consistent? Can the Bears offense as a whole be consistent? Now, they lost Tariq Cohen right after he signed that um, extension. He tears his ACL. So Singletary's even uh, more – or Montgomery, excuse me. Montgomery is – even more in a spotlight and he has talent. I like Montgomery enough. I just don't know how he's going to play with Foles. I think the kind of messy play of Trubisky kind of helps a guy like Montgomery because he kind of just takes the ball and from a broken play that Mitch broke himself and, and makes a play here and there. I think Foles is so much better for our wide receivers, especially Allen Robinson, I think he's really going to hit his um, peak and his potential with Foles. But Foles got to stay healthy, too. I mean, Foles rolled into um, Jacksonville last year as the starter, got her. And then ever since then, it's been Minshew Mania, who we were both wrong on, by the way. I mean, yeah. that guy's been insane. Um, how do you feel? Do you th- Mainly my question <laughs> is, do you think the Bears offense can stay consistent? And they're going against the Colts this week, which, I mean, their defense isn't anything crazy. Yeah, Colts defense has been pretty solid this year. Uh, I think against the pass as well, but um, I, consistent. That's hard to say. But would I say better now that Foles is a quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, w- we've seen from Mitch Trubisky in his early career so far how inconsistent he is. And granted, they're three and all the Bears right now, and Mitch Trubisky played all of those games, all the minutes besides what the second half of uh last week or whenever mm-hmm. he came in, but. It just Mitch Trubisky. He just there's no there's no spark when he's on the field. He, nothing that Mitch Trubisky did in those first three games helped him win their games. Um, he just doesn't look like he has that it factor. And not I'm I'm not saying that Nick Foles is you know gonna come in and light it up, but Nick Foles obviously you know uh, been Super Bowl MVP, 
Um, he's been on, he's been under the pressure before he's a vet. Now he's been around for a little while. I think it's just going to be a better look. And quite frankly, you, uh, you said week eight, week nine, Nick Foles, um, you felt that what, that it would have been better for him to come in, you know, along the lines. Now, fuck that. If there was a training camp, if there was no COVID or anything going on, um, I feel like Nick Foles would have been the starter from week one. I feel all that benefited Mitch Trubisky because he's been on the team for a while. He knows the players more. He's got a little, little bit more chemistry with them. Mitch Trubisky is probably the only person that has ever has taken advantage of COVID-19. So Exactly. And and that's a good point. I also think it might have been a little bit of a um, mandate from the front office. I think that they told him, hey, you got to give like Mitch a shot here. I mean, yeah, this yeah. guy. We invested it, it, so much in him too. And- a second round pick over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Now, I don't think. Watson and Mahomes would have been the same type of players no. in Chicago, no. but just the the yeah, comparison look. between the two, you know, that that's why they got to give him a chance. But I, I agree with you, man. I mean, Foles is a guy just where he's older. People forget. I mean, they he's 31 for something? a long time. Yeah. I got to look up. I think he's even older than that. He's really? only 31. Oh, I don't know. I mean, he's got, I think, I don't, I thought it was 31, 32. Let's, I don't let's know. go to our stats and uh, research department. One second. Let's see here. Yeah, let me go. Uh, uh, Neil, uh, Neil you on the line? Yeah. Neil, wow. Okay. He is only 31. Jesus Christ. I feel like he's been in the league forever. All right. Well, either way, maybe the Eagles should have kept him. Jesus. Wentz is only 27. Give me a break. Look. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm really just curious to see if they can keep it up and Allen Robinson is a start Montgomery is a low end RB two for me. I would love him in any flex spot. I would put him over a lot of guys, but like I said, check out our rankings. Same thing with Alvin Miller too. We get a lot of questions on Alvin Miller every, every Anthony week. Miller, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Miller, excuse me. I think he's pretty much, these guys are Miller gets a lot of red zone targets. He gets touchdowns. So just check out our rankings on the site and you know, Mike, who else you got? What else are we looking forward to in week uh, four? Well, it's not something I'm looking forward to, but it's also kind of a, like a bill situation. If you know, um, I, I want to talk about the Browns a little bit. Okay. I want to, I want to talk about just the matchup Cowboys versus the Browns, but I'm going to hold off on a lot of that Cowboys talk. Cause I got a feeling we're going to be talking about that very oh, we shortly. Are. We are. So let, uh, let me let me concentrate more on the Browns here. And I just want to know, like, are the Browns for real, okay? Um, and more specifically, the offense. So I think we're going to find out this week, too. Uh, Cleveland, two straight wins. And in both those wins, they scored more than 30 points. That's the first time in over 10 years that's happened. So, you know, it's kind of a big deal right now. The offense is rolling. But they came against two below-average teams. That's mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Washington football team. That's right. So, you know, Dallas, Dallas's defense, that's, you know, who they're playing this week, looks god-awful. But even so, uh, you know, Baker's numbers still haven't been that spectacular in these monster performances. And, you know, a lot of the reason why – a huge reason why they they won by so much and why they were so effective was their running game. And that was, right. you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Um, who are both in the top 12 in fantasy form and PPR format in fantasy football. And we, you know, we talked, we touched on Kevin Savinsky uh, early on about how he emphasizes the running game and using the running backs and stuff. So we, we kind of saw that coming at, at least from Nick Chubb, um, not as much as cream hunt, but still um, 
back to Baker. Like, I, I want to see Baker like put up or shut up. Okay, mm-hmm. now's the time because it, it look it, go back and look at his stats these last two weeks. Nothing to cry home about, you know. So I want to see Baker this week against a shitty Dallas defense put up or shut up. Okay, I want to see Odell Beckham. Start dancing Excuse. like that, like a the fucking moron that everyone's crying how much of his disgrace he is. That's the Odell Beckham Jr. I want to see this week. Okay, I'm challenging you this week. I want to see Ooh. the Jarvis. Yeah, I want to see the Jarvis Landry, who was like the top targeted wide receiver in the NFL when he was with the Dolphins. Like that's who the Cleveland Browns are supposed to be. Okay, so this is a big game for the Browns offense. They can go on, you know on a three-game win streak to go 3-0. They could beat the Cowboys, who I know the Cowboys are 1-2, but I think they're a lot better than what their record says. Oh, yeah. I just I just feel like this is a, a huge game for the Browns if they want to be taken seriously. Uh, it's a huge game for their offense. It's a huge game for Baker Mayfield. It's all in his favor right now, the way the Cowboys' uh, defense is played. It's like It's atrocious. You can't even name like three players on their defense right now. It's a fucking mess. But can the Browns can the Browns keep up with the Cowboys this week, Sean? No. Baker Mayfield stinks. Okay. I knew everything I mean I knew that said, was coming, but <laughs> everything you said is true. Yes. Because Baker sucks. Okay. They're yep. getting bailed out by the running game. I wrote in the um buy or sell guide for the week uh, earlier in the week on Monday when we put it out on grandcentralfantasy.com that Kareem Hunt is a buy. A lot of people, the, the more Nick Chubb finds the end zone, the more Nick Chubb puts up monster fantasy points, proving that he should go in the top five in drafts next year, the more people are a little reluctant. Oh, maybe I should trade Kareem Hunt, blah, 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 blah. If you want to trade Kareem Hunt, you're delusional. I would yeah. hold on Hunt. I would buy him anywhere I can. We got actually a pretty interesting question, Mike. I don't know if you saw it on the Twitter earlier today. Um, this girl who follows us, I see her every once in a while. I forget her name. But she was saying, she asked, should she start Chubb and Hunt? Is that possible? And I said, of course, especially this week against Dallas. I mean, they're both going to get options, but it as far as the the receiving game, Baker cannot throw the ball consistently accurate to these um, receivers. He just he can't do it. Odell Beckham gets one touchdown, has a really good play. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Odell yeah, back. He's and back. Then, he's back. Oh, my God. And then last week, I'm pretty sure he only got like seven or eight fantasy points. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. is touchdown dependent now. I mean, this is really what it's come to, and it's because of Baker Mayfield and how he just cannot play football. He he's incredibly overrated. Guess how many, guess how many yards Odell Beckham had last week against your favorite uh, Washington football team? He caught the ball ball four times. Guess how many yards he he got? I think he, didn't he have like seventy yards? Fifty nine yards. Yeah. Okay. This is a guy that before he came to Cleveland was on pace to be like in the same conversation and and it's it's not dramatic because it's true go look up the numbers he was in the same conversation to be he was on pace to be in the same conversation as jerry rice um terrell owens like the star like the wide receivers and Mm -hmm. he goes to he goes to um cleveland and falls off the face of the earth that's his fault i mean maybe injuries but i mean we we were telling people to draft OBJ in the second round. 
Not and, me. And look, well, yeah, we, I mean, definitely they, not me. Well, I, I was telling, I was yes, telling, yes. hand up. Thank I was you. telling people, but you know what? I should have, I should have listened to myself that Baker sucks. And as far as yep. like Landry, I never been a huge Landry guy. I like how he got targeted a lot, but I kind of figured that was going to stop once your boy, Freddie kitchens um, made it out of the, the league. And I mean, kitchens, if they could just, I knew Stefanski would be good because if Stefanski could just like read off a piece of paper, he'd be better than Freddie Kitchens because that guy <laughs> had no idea what the fuck he was doing. But yeah, man, to answer your question, no, I do not think the Browns are going to be good. I would sell OBJ. I would get off every single Brown except uh, Kareem Hunt and of course the god Nick Chubb. Who I mean, I I'm basically the president of the Nick Chubb fan club. I've been telling people um, all off season to draft him. I mean, let's let's just talk a little. Chubb appreci- appreciation while we're at it. I mean, how, how are you feeling about Chubb? You think he can keep this up? I mean, he's had two monster weeks in a row. Oh, yeah, he definitely would keep it up. And like we said, we're talking about Stefanski. This is who he is. He likes to emphasize the running backs in the game plan. Um, if you look at the Cleveland Browns, um, they – I was looking at, like, pass attempts by quarterbacks. Like, I think Baker Mayfield for pass attempts has – got to be like i don't know in the he's got to be i think he was like 25th 26th in the league in pass attempts this year mm-hmm. so they're emphasizing the run they're carrying the ball a lot more than they're passing the ball which is a huge speaks um to kevin stefanski's offense um and that also speaks to how much he trusts his running backs as well i mean nick chubb is if Kareem Hunt wasn't there, Nick, Nick Chubb's uh, a cowbell running back. But Kareem Hunt is so talented that he needs to be in the game plan. And even they're coexisting on the field with each other. If you watch the games, Kareem Hunt's lining up at wide receiver. I believe he caught a touchdown pass when he was lined yep. up as a wide receiver last week. So, oh, I, I love Nick Chubb, man. And he's top 10 running back, probably a lot better the rest of the way out, possibly top five. Um I love Nick Chubb. I, I, I got a Chubb for Chubb too, bro. I mean, Chubb. you you you're leading that club, but I, yes. I love Chubb. It's it's Chubb. It's Chubb life over here. And I I gotta say before we move on, I like Kareem Hunt being there. I yes. like that he's kind of and I didn't at first. Sean. I'll admit it. I I wasn't crazy about the situation at first. I I know I knew how talented Kareem Hunt was, and you've seen it with uh, what he did with the Chiefs when he was the guy there. But I was just worried about his workload because I know how talented and how good of a running back Nick Chubb is. But, you know, they're coexisting together and it's great and it's going to keep being great. So, like you said, you I'm buying Kareem Hunt right now, man. Exactly. There's a lot a lot of people uh, are still hating on him. As long as Kareem Hunt is uh, kicking down defenses and not women in hotel rooms, I'm all in on Kareem oh, yes. Hunt. You all know right. what I'm saying? And, yeah. and speaking of the Browns wide receivers, we're going to move on to my next thing. And this is what I'm very interested. This is probably my most interesting thing to focus on in week four. And it's the same game. It's with Dallas. It's the Dallas wide receivers okay so here are our numbers from last week i already gave you gallops so we'll put some respect on his name gallop six catches 138 yards one touchdown right cedric wilson from the clouds out of the blue five catches 107 yards two touchdowns cd lamb five catches 65 yards no touchdowns your boy mike the former raider former uh crimson tide 
uh, Amari Cooper, nine catches, 86 yards, no touchdowns. Dak is playing out of his mind right now. I think he's going to keep it up versus the Browns. Is he going to pass for almost 500 yards every game? You would think not, but I mean, this, this offense, it's three weeks straight now. I, I think, I think we can expect a solid performance from Dak every week at around 400 to 450 yards. That might be asking a lot, but I am curious to see who the number one wide receiver is going to be consistently. Cause it's really somebody different every single week. I like if I had to pick one gun to my head, it'd probably still be CD lamb. Um, I think that he's going to grow and continue to get more targets. He's going to be the focal point of the offense by week 10, week 11 into fantasy playoffs. I like Michael Gallup too. I think he might be a little bit of a boomer bust guy. I think it's really going to depend on matchups, but I got to say, I have Amari Cooper as a sell for me because he was, he was taken in the third round for a lot of teams. I would venture to guess if you have Amari Cooper on your team, you aren't really winning a lot of games. I mean, he's solid, but I see a lot of questions from people and he's in their number one um, wide receiver spot. I mean, the man, he he gets yards, of course, but he hasn't scored a touchdown all year. Um, so I, I just don't know. I'm really curious to see. I think we're going to see C.D. Lamb go off in this Cleveland game. How? What are you thinking about the Dallas wide receiver situation, Mike? You think it's just going to be who's ever, whoever has a hot hand per week, or is there going to be a clear-cut guy eventually that we want in this offense? Yeah. Uh, why, why, are you, why are you disrespecting Amari Cooper so much? Dude, he he's, does not impress me at all. He's just like. He's nothing uh, special to me. Hey, how uh, about you score okay. a touchdown? Score a touchdown. Uh, score a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. 30, 35 targets. Uh, the next guy behind him is Ezekiel Elliott with 23 targets on the team. So clearly, clearly Dak Prescott knows who his number one wide receiver is. Oh, and might I add, he has 25 catches so far on the season. Your boy CD Lamb has 16 behind him. I love CD Lamb too. But let's get one thing straight, okay? Amari, Amari Cooper is the number one wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys, and he will continue to be. I don't want to hear none of the Cedric Wilson shit. He scored two touchdowns. Oh, the yeah, motherfucker didn't do anything the first two games of the season. Okay, mm-hmm. I love Michael Gallup too. I've been kind of ve- I've been very disappointed by him so far. Um, I really thought he would be outperforming C.D. Lamb, um, and I and I, I felt C.D. Lamb would be efficient too. But C.D. Lamb has bypassed him as the number two uh, wide receiver on the team. But Amari Cooper, look what he's done so far. Okay, no touchdowns. Very disappointing, especially against Seattle Seahawks last week. You thought that he would uh, get some of that love. But let's look at what he's done so far. In his three games so far, he's put, he's had at least 80 yards um, receiving every single mm-hmm. game. His first game, he had 10 catches. Against the Falcons, he had six. And then against the Seahawks, he had nine. Okay, he's mm-hmm. he hasn't scored below thirteen fantasy points in a game. Those those aren't great wide receiver one numbers, but at least I'm seeing some consistency out of him. You can't say the same about Michael Gallup, and you can't say the nope. same about a lot of these other Cowboy uh, wide receivers. So, I mean, he he's going to take care of business this week. Uh, I mean, all I. And I'm not trying to slander the other Cowboy wide receivers. I, I've no, been I very it. high on the Cowboys since the offseason, just just like everyone else is. And their schedule is is great, especially in the next uh, couple weeks coming up. But 
I'm not. I, if I'm a Mari Cooper owner, I'm not concerned. I'm not that concerned. The touchdowns. It's only three games. Small sample spread. I would have liked to seen him at least score one already. But the ball is going his way. Um, he's catching the ball. Um, I mean, the, I would not be selling Amari Cooper. I'm not selling anybody really in this Dallas Cowboys offense. For for all the reasons you mentioned, I think you could. All all that is true. Cooper is having a good year this year. I just think you could sell very a high on him, and like I I would I think you could get a solid running back like a upper flex to maybe low end running back too and cd lamb or michael gallup for amari cooper to some cowboy fan in your league because people are obsessed with amari cooper for good reason but he this guy always ends up falling short when you need him to the most and that's just all the cowboys in general except zeke um dak included so let's see them really start to prove it over time. I mean, let's take a look at the Cowboys playoff schedule. Baltimore, they play Baltimore, excuse me, oh no, week 14, they're in Cincinnati. That's a great matchup. <laughs> week 15, they host the uh, 49ers. That's going to be tough. And then week 16, I love that. They're going against the Eagles. So I would definitely try to get as many um, Cowboys as I can. But I mean, Amari Cooper, I would not mind shopping him around because he's going to get all of the toughest coverage. Uh, I mean, he, we are, we saw it with Jalen Ramsey when Ramsey kind of, um, you know, well, they spread him around the field, but Ramsey didn't let him get in the end zone either. And he had 81 yards, which is good. 10 catches. I mean, solid numbers. But like I said, we have a lot of people asking us what they should do on teams and where they should uh, place their uh, lineups and they're short and they have Amari Cooper as their wide receiver one. You can move him for a couple pieces because in the end, I don't know if he's going to end up as a top 20 uh, wide receiver, but you could trade him as a top 15 wide receiver right now. And while we're on the Cowboys, Mike, why are we getting so many questions about should we trade Zeke? Have you been seeing these? <laughs> People are trying to get rid of Ezekiel Elliott now uh, just because he had like one like subpar game uh, last week. Like, do you do you have any idea why people are panicking so bad with him? I mean, uh, I guess because some of his numbers, I mean, he's averaging under four yards a carry. Um, but I mean, we know who Ezekiel Elliott is. He's been utilized so much in the passing game more this year. And they've talked about using him a lot more in it. Um, mm-hmm. He's got. I mean, he's got three touchdowns on the year uh, this year. There's been some injuries. That the offensive line's been a little banged up. I mean, Tyrod Smith is a huge blow when he's out. But um, I mean, come on, give me a break. Like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Don't trade unless you're Zeke getting some massive. Anything. Unless you're getting some massive deal, you're ripping someone off. Uh, yeah, I, I, but like, I'm not, I'm not looking to trade Ezekiel Elliott. You know, unless not, you're getting getting Kamara and a wide receiver to go with it, you yeah, know what I mean. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't see a world where we're moving Zeke. But who? What is? What's your final thing to keep an eye on for Week Four, Mike? Yeah, so I'm actually really interested in a matchup between the Texans and the Vikings Ooh. in Week Four, okay. and I'm interested in it because it's a battle of two winless teams. They're both zero and three, and they're teams that, you know, you and I wouldn't expect to be 0-3, but the scheduling gods kind of screwed them early on. The Texans had to play the, mm-hmm. the Texans played the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers. 
Vikings played the uh, Packers, Colts, and the Titans. So, you know what? Um, they're both 0-3. They're both desperate right now. It's kind of hard to come back from an 0-4 start. It's very tough. It could happen, but I am very, very excited. And if I'm a fantasy owner of any of the players on these two teams, I'd be very excited because I think it's just going to be an offensive treat for us. And um, let me uh, let me touch on Minnesota real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota's rushing offense is one of the best in the NFL. They lead the NFL in uh, rushing yards per play with uh, over six. And um, I think they're averaging almost 100 and- yards allowed per game so dalvin cook is going to cook this week as he should so yeah yeah, the and and the texans pass defense has been you know pretty subpar this year so i feel like the vikings are gonna um they're gonna need to score a lot and often to keep up um uh with the texans uh you know with the great deshaun watson so i think kirk cousins is going to take a lot of shots down the field i mean we we both loved what we saw out of justin jefferson Mm-hmm. Um, last week, I mean, he what a what a performance that kind of. I mean, we knew he was very talented, but that that kind of performance came out of nowhere. So I think uh, Justin Jefferson uh, has some uh, nice flex appeal this week, and Adam Thielen is definitely in your lineups. He's a must start this oh, week. Yeah. So you know, um, I just wanted to touch on the Vikings real quick. There, let me hit on the Texans a little bit. You know, Deshaun Watson is he's too good of a quarterback I feel to like let the Texans fall into this trap even like despite Bill uh uh despite Bill Bryan the head coach like how trapping like, them yeah. yeah yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> exactly. he, he's terrible so his receivers are going to eat and they're going to eat often you know the Vikings giving up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers and you know obviously Will Fuller if he's healthy you got to start him this week, Brandon Cooks, you're going to start him this week. I want to throw out a sneaky little play with Randall. Ooh, give it to me. Randall Cobb, because he has the most. Ooh, Cobb. Well, you know what? It's his first year with the Texans. He came from Dallas, and he had a very good year last year. He's been staying healthy, um, and I've been really impressed with him, especially this year. He, he has more yards on the team than any Texans receiver, and he's one catch behind Will Fuller. So I'm letting you know it's probably a good idea to start your Texans wide receivers this week. Um if you're really, really hurt at the wide receiver position, a lot of your, you know, these top guys are coming back. But if you're in a deep format, you know, maybe Randall Cobb might be your guy. Um, and I'm going to kick it to you in a second, but I just got to tell, I got to touch on David Johnson. Break it you know, down, bro. Break it down. Yeah. I mean, it, after that first game, you know, I kind of got a little ahead of myself um, against the Chiefs because he looked pretty, you know, pretty good. And uh, I mean, he faced the Pittsburgh Steelers defense last week, and he ran into a brick wall. His offensive line gave him no, no holes last week to run through, and it showed in the stat book. It was terrible. So it's like this is this is his time to break out, um, and this is the time for the Texans to show us like why they gave up and traded DeAndre Hopkins. I know a lot of it had to do with the contract situation, but you traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. I know there was draft picks involved. This is the week that this is the week they got to show me like why they targeted David Johnson in trade talk and trade talks. I want to see a big performance out of him. I doubt we're going to get a huge performance, but you got to, I mean, you had people drafting David Johnson in what third, 
third round of drafts, fourth yeah, round of third, drafts. third, fourth round. And I was even, not yeah. about that at all. But I mean, mm, if there's I'm a week, yeah, I'm not either. But if there's a week, I feel like this might be it. Um, just talk to oh, me yeah. about talk to me about this game uh, and what you think. You know, what guys it, can contribute the most to fantasy? Just uh, hit me with hit me with some shit. It has a lot of impact moving forward for fantasy football. I mean, like you said, it's two winless teams that got fucked with the schedule early on and I get it. I picked the Texans to beat the Steelers last week and they should have. I mean, it was a tale of two halves like you've yeah. Yeah, seen a million half times. Was totally yeah. different than the first. No scoring, all defense. Bill O'Brien sucks. And I mean, yep. I'm happy that my guy Deshaun Watson is young enough to where it's really not going to matter. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's only 24, um, but he's definitely gone this year. They're still living in the past way too much defensively. You know, JJ Watt, JJ Watt isn't as good as he was five, six years ago. You know, I mean, this, the, the whole team just isn't as good. And the offense, you, you trade my, my boy, uh, my boy, uh, Nuck, you know, the, my guy, uh, Who? Nuck, Who? Nuck, the, the Who? legend, the legend <laughs> Nuck for, yeah, you get DJ and DJ is great, but did you really need him? I mean, they, yeah. they set, Come on. they, they set themselves back bad and I have Deshaun Watson. I still believe in him. I have him as a buy and my buy or sell. Um, you know, so I really feel like, these guys still have it in them. Like as long as you have Watson, you have a shot, but this offensive line is just not good. Like you said, they don't have any holes for Johnson. The, the wide receivers aren't anything crazy. I mean, no. fuller, fuller staying healthy, but he's not even like he didn't get targets in, in week two. And you know, it, it's just a mess. And as far as the Vikings, I'm not worried about the Vikings offense at all. To me, the offense is is fine. Yeah. The the only issue is their defense is absolutely terrible. Um, and I, that's why I think Deshaun, we're going to see a big game from him. I think they get off the Schneid a little bit. They go ahead and win one. I mean, the Texans are the opposite of the Bills. They start off like zero and two, zero and three. It seems every year, and then they go on a crazy win streak, and it, it has Bill O'Brien keep his job. And then you know we're we're just back in the same situation. So I'm definitely looking. I think Watson is a must start. DJ, I think I think he's going to have a good game as well. And on the Vikings side, I mean, Cousins, cousin Thielen's still doing his thing, man. I mean, he he's is. staying he's staying healthy. Uh, Jefferson, USC uh, Trojan greatness. I love to see that. I think he's definitely what you said flex appeal. I think he's like a dream flex play with huge upside. Um, this is going to be a dog fight. I don't think it's going to be a you know nine to three game. I think this is going to be a Big big time shootout, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I I love it. I, I got the I got the Texans in this one. Vikings go zero and four. I mean, it's tough, but we'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, Dalvin Cook's still doing his thing, too. He's he's got to stay healthy, but I'm not. I have no concerns about the Vikings offense at all. It's just the defense. My 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 only concern would be Kirk Cousins, who leads the league in interceptions this year. I mean, we know he's not the best quarterback in the world. So, but I, I think he should have a big day. Yeah, he, he should. We'll, we'll see. But I like that. that. That game has a lot of things to pay attention to from a fantasy perspective. And uh, moving to my last thing to look at for week four, it's it's the Packers offense um, Monday night football against the Falcons and the Falcons, too. But mainly 
you know, Devontae Adams, we still don't know if he's playing. You know, I, I said I pulled the respect off of his name from week one. He has the talent. Now now it's not even like worrying about him. We we know he has the talent. It's just that he cannot stay healthy. He just can't stay healthy. And it's great that when he's not in, the uh, Packers have players that can step in now. Like I think Lazard did great. Um, Mercedes Lewis caught a touchdown. That other guy, uh, Tanyan, he was in the end zone too. I mean, Aaron Jones, I, I mean, I, I was right in our very first podcast with drafting him in the first round, even though I backtracked off of it. I mean, this guy, he, he's, he's in the same category as Nick Chubb. We, we really need to put some respect on his name every yeah. goddamn week. Cause this yeah. guy is, is out of control and same thing with Rogers. He's on the fuck you tour. So I'm curious to see if they can keep it going. Like, uh, MVS, I I try to say Valdez Scantling. I forget his first name. Marquez. He, yeah. he, he's fell off a cliff after week one. Lazard's the guy to me in this offense. Uh, Mercedes Lewis. We'll see if he can find the end zone again. But where? What do you think the state of the Packers is right now? And do you think we see Devonte Adams on Monday night? Uh, I think we're going to see Devonte Adams. Um, I don't know which Devonte Adams we're going to get. I don't know if you know he. A lot of times you throw out your receivers and they're kind of a decoy. So I'm not sure. I want to, you know, before I talk too much about Devontae Adams, I want to see how he looks and practices and uh, throughout the week and if he's practicing. So I want to wait on that. But the Green, Green Bay Packers, even without Devontae Adams, look phenomenal. And I don't want to get ahead of myself with Alan Lazard because, spoiler alert, he's um, – you're going to hear a lot about him in uh, our next segment after this. Nice. So, um, yeah, but the Packers offense is thriving. Aaron, and a lot of that has to do with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, when Aaron Jones has obviously played uh, like one of the best running backs in the NFL, but you got to give a lot of credit to Aaron Rodgers, uh, myself included had Aaron Rodgers written off as a top tier quarterback and he's just throwing it all in my face and he's making it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And they're playing, I don't know. I would say they're top three offense in the NFL right now, top four offense in the NFL. And uh, I, I mean, I I think they're just going to continue their success. And it's so interesting that like we talked about these Packers. Um, I talked about him, I believe, a little bit last week on the podcast about how they uh, whiffed on a wide receiver in the first round. They, you know, mm-hmm. they, they never do uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers any justice drafting wide receivers. And you know, maybe the Packers knew more than we knew uh, with you know some of the guys that they had in their squad that they did didn't need them. So I mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I had Rodgers. I think as my seventh overall quarterback uh you guys can go back and listen to that podcast if you want on spotify and apple where we previewed did all our position previews for the skill positions i mean i definitely my thing is it's just what does life with Devonte adams look like look like for a guy our guys like lazard and um mbs because i you know i i just don't know how many of the targets he's going to be eating up and is he a guy you're going to look to sell i mean we got a lot of questions on Devonte adams trades this week and rightfully so i mean this is we didn't know he wasn't playing until right before game time something i hate when uh teams do but they do it a lot and um you know it this is definitely something to really keep an eye on and see exactly what um we uh should be 
expecting in the future from, uh, you know, the Packers with Devontae Adams. So you referenced a little bit about Lazard. So, I mean, do you want to jump right into our next segment? Yeah, let's jump into it. And uh, our next segment, we're going to be talking about uh, – our must starts of the week and we're each going to rattle. Oh, yeah. We're each going to um, talk about our guys. We'll go one by one. Uh, we each have three guys. So, you know, spoiler alert, shocker. Uh, Alan Lazard is on my list and he's nice. facing the Falcons this week. And, you know, I know we talked a lot about Lazard already, but, you know, mm-hmm. let me just talk a little more about him. Uh, he went off last week, um, you know, with Devontae Adams out. And he did it against pretty solid quarterback, uh, cornerback in New Orleans, and, and a pretty solid New Orleans pa- uh, pass defense, who ranks amongst the top ten in the NFL this year. So, you know, he handled the wide receiver one responsibilities more than Green Bay can ask. Obviously, the stats speak for himself. And now he's most likely going to be sliding back into that wide receiver two role, a little less pressure situation. Um, and I think that's going to benefit him greatly. You know, as he faces the Falcons, who will, um. Yeah, who we face the Falcons, who they suck. So yeah, uh, they're. I mean, there's not, nothing more I could say about it. <laughs> That's it. So uh, I, I, you know, looking into my crystal ball, ball, I see, you know, Lazard catching probably, I don't know, six or seven, ninety yards, a touchdown. That's kind of what I'm predicting from uh, the second year stud this week. Um, you know, he's he's steadily fed targets. In, uh, MVS, who's like major boom or bust, and I was so right about that when I think I asked you the question, who would you rather have, MVS or mm-hmm. Alan Lazard, um, after that week one, and I was all in on Lazard and I was right because I usually of am. Course, of course. So, um, uh, but yeah, Rogers is thriving right now. So, you know, I'm riding I'm riding the Green Bay hot streak. Um, you know, Lazard should be started uh as your wide receiver two or flex comfortably in all leagues. Oh yeah, I'm starting Lazard everywhere that I have him. And I mean if if Devontae yeah. Adams is out, we're definitely even more where he's shooting up those rankings. So I yes. couldn't agree with yes. that more. I love Lazard. And for my first must start, I'm going a little bit off the beaten path here, but I think he's gonna break um the bad streak he's had so far this year. I'm going with Kenyon Drake against Carolina. Okay. Ooh. So I have him as a sell overall because i don't think he's going to be i mean we we've seen already he's just not as involved in the past game as we thought he was going to be um you know the cardinals are doing things a little bit differently he's kind of having trouble finding holes in the offense he's got a little bit he he's, he might be hurt still because he did have a little bit of that hamstring injury um before the season but he ended up being okay uh but i think this week i think he's gonna have a huge week against carolina who can't really stop a nosebleed and that's even better for you because a legendary legendary reference but that's even better for you if you have Kenyon drake you want him to go up go off this week and you want to ship him the fuck off your team for maybe an rb2 and a wide receiver too just to get a little bit more depth in there or something because you know the this guy i i had a little bit of high hopes for him mike i know you have him on a couple teams how are you feeling about him no, I mean, I was really disappointed last week with him, and I thought he'd have, like, a bigger performance. I was all in on yeah. him. But, uh, you know, I'm doubling down on Kenyon Drake as well this week. I have him in my top five. Um, so it's put up a shut-up uh, shut time with Kenyon Drake. Um, I feel like last week maybe he didn't benefit as much uh, in the game plan with how the game flow was going. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I think that's a great must-start 
Um, I also agree with you on selling him. I wouldn't sell him just yet because okay. he has, you know, he has the Panthers coming up this week. He has the Jets, Cowboys, Seahawks, Dolphins. He got he has some favorable matchups. Let him gain some of that value, and um, you know, let him have some really big performances. And maybe a week uh, after this week or after the Jets, maybe that might be the time to try to ship him off or something. Um, listen, I yeah, I have him in my leagues and uh. Uh, I'm very excited to start him this week. So, all right, that, that's good, man. Who who's your uh, next uh, must start? <laughs> okay, my next must start is Devontae Parker. Ooh, We're gonna go nice. with Devontae Parker right now versus the Seahawks. Okay, so let's take a deep breath, Parker owners. Okay, this is the game we've been waiting for. So he had some, you know, pretty tough matchups early on. He had to start the season. Oh yeah against Gilmore on the Patriots, mm-hmm. probably the best cornerback in the league, and the second-best cornerback in the league the second week against Tredavious White. You know, those are the those are the top corners in the league. It's not going to get any harder than that, okay? So we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into um, early on if you drafted Devontae Parker, or at least I would hope. And, uh, you know, Parker was also dealing with an injury, it looked like, um, early on, uh, I believe last week as well. So... But now he looks like he's ready to roll against the Seahawks secondary. That is so awful, as we've yep. seen early on in this year. So awful. Mm-hmm. So you just you get the feeling the Hawks game is just going to be like another shootout, which speaks do- uh, volumes to the Dolphins' number one wide receiver. You know, so the, the Seahawks defense they're making like the Falcons secondary, Sean, look like the Legion of Doom. Yep. And that's really, really bad because the Seahawks have given up 400 more passing yards than the Falcons this year, and the Falcons are the uh, have given up the second most yards. Like it, it dude, Crazy, it's man. it is insane. I, and the great Jamal Adams is over there in Seattle, so I, mean, I don't really understand. I don't understand what's going on. You know, he's so good. So I know when, uh, when shout, shout out Nick Valero. Huh? <laughs> exactly, God himself is over there, according to him, and the, he can't get it done. I mean, Adams makes plays, but you're right. the The Seahawks defense has fallen off to catastrophic levels of what they were that when they were making their Super Bowl runs. And you know, I I agree with. All of that, frankly, I mean, you know, it, it, it. You really hit the nail on the head a lot there with all of that, and we're just gonna we're gonna see, man. We're we're really gonna have to see. And for my next start, I have uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, you know, I said what I said with him. I mean, I I still think he's a must start. I don't think a lot of people will bench him now, but um, you know, I think he has a a solid matchup with the Colts. I don't know if they're anything that crazy. They've been good so far, but I do think he can go out and I think he'll find the end zone again. You, do you have any reservations with um, starting Robinson this week? Or you think he's just a must start all across the board? Oh, he's a, he's a must start um, Mm -hmm. every week. And it's crazy that Nick Foles is probably the best quarterback that he's ever had in his life. So it's, Yeah, you know, it, it's hard for me to like qualify Allen Robinson as a, you know, a, a must start because he's always a must start in my eyes. I mean, I, I, I know you say you weren't crazy about the Colts defense, but uh, they've given up the third fewest points to wide receivers in fantasy this year. Regardless, Allen Robinson is—he's just one of those guys you like set it and forget it. That is how good 
Allen Robinson and is stop with the Allen Robinson questions, people. Exactly. That's what it is. And I can feel it coming already, honestly, with the yeah. matchup and statistically. Yeah, of course. Exactly. But yeah. I mean, who have the Colts play that are really going to knock you off your socks? We're like, oh, my God, the they're Jets, really shutting J-E-T-S. people down. Exactly. The Jets and the Jaguars. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I'm not really yeah. hyping it up. But who yeah. is your last must start, Mike? Because I want to save my uh, mind for last because it's gonna it's a eyebrow raiser for sure no i'm going with uh um it's alan robinson's third cousin james robinson of the jacksonville jaguars love it and i love james robinson and uh i have him in two of my leagues and he's just like he's one of those like your favorite kind of players on your team because he's like a stud and you didn't even have to draft him yes he's the best you know I love those kind of guys. Neither and, uh, did the Jaguars, know. man. He fucking yeah. he's an undrafted free agent. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, and he's like, he wasn't even like a thought in my fantasy football nutsack before the nope. season started, and like now he's a top ten play this week, and he, I believe, I have him tenth in my rankings uh, this week on GrandCentralFantasy.com. Please check out my rankings; they're really accurate all the time. Every, so, all the time. Yeah. So uh, the Bengals given up. Um, uh, on average, the top six most points to running backs in this young fantasy year and the second most rushing yards to uh, running backs as well. And some of those backs are solid guys, but it, like, it seems every week to face an opponent, like you know the running back is going to have a solid week. So um, I don't want to ten guy just because he's facing Cincinnati. Like He's a top 10 guy this week because he's a top 10 guy overall fantasy and not just top 10 he's ranked fifth in fantasy football right now so he's been very consistent all year it's not like he had like one blow up game and then like he you know faded away the other times um he's very consistent and it's time for people to start recognizing james robinson as the real deal like so this is again like we talked about alan robinson stop I mean, I need you guys to keep asking questions. I love questions on Twitter, but no stupid questions. James Robinson is in your lineup. Yes, You're starting him. He's a must-start. Probably almost every week is a must-start. But I'm telling you right now, he's a he's your running back one this week. Start the guy. It's it's getting bad, man, because I I love our followers more than anything. And we get a lot of new ones. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. A lot of the people that have been with us since day one, they, they get it. They listen to the podcast. They understand, but you're right. Guys like James Robinson, he is a fucking beast. Shout out to me for that awesome trade that I made in one of my leagues. And this is the type of trade that I think that we're, we're, we try to help you guys win your leagues, not just by drafting, but being creative during the year. So whether that's through waiver wire or or making a trade, we're trying to get you in the best position to succeed. So when I traded Miles Sanders for uh, James Robinson, uh, Robbie Anderson, and another, I forget, I forget who else. I got another piece too. And oh, J.K. Dobbins, my boy. Um, you know, I I was a little nervous about that, but James Robinson. I watched that entire game on Thursday night. I know you did too, Mike. He he is the offense. He is the spark plug that they're going to. Minshew's always looking for him in the passing yep, game yep. too. Um, you know, he he's the red zone offense. He's a one man red zone machine. So I absolutely love Robinson. He's their back, man. 
It, it, exactly. It, no one else is really – not many other running backs are really getting the ball there. Like, James Robinson is, like, basically a cowbell back. It's it's crazy to, like, to think, who, like, who the hell was James Robinson a month ago, you know? Exactly, and they got some injuries to the running backs, and they got the backups are coming back, but I don't expect – to see anything less from Robinson. Like you said, he's not top 10 this week just because of his matchup. He's top 10 because he's fucking top 10. You know what I'm saying? So enough of that shit. And then, and speaking spoiler, I did speak. I did mention my um, must start of the week in that trade. And it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to shock you a little bit, but I I got a good feeling. It's going to be my guy, JK Dobbins against the Washington football team. Now, you know, the Ravens had a tough matchup on Monday night. They lost to the defending champs. Now everybody's leaving them for dead. I think they're going to shake them some things up, Um, you know, and Dobbins is already involved in the passing game pretty heavily. Lamar looks for him a lot. Ingram and Dobbins, nobody's really running away with that job. Dobbins had a great week one, and then the last two weeks he's kind of put up pedestrian numbers. I mean, in in one of our in one of my leagues, he put up like two and a half points, and then four and a half points or five and a half points. So, I mean, not even startable numbers. But for this week, I think he's a great flex play with huge upside. I think they're going to run the ball to him a lot more. He has a great um, matchup in Washington. I mean, the defensive line is really good there, but I do think we're going to see him find the end zone through the receiving game. And it really doesn't matter for Lamar Jackson. See, this is more about the Ravens than it is Dobbins. I just think Dobbins is going to be the beneficiary of Harbaugh trying to do things a little different, speed the game up. They're probably not going to be playing behind as much as they were with Kansas City. So I think when they go to Washington, they're going to find ways to get the running game involved more. And I think that's good news for Ingram, but really good news for Dobbins because he's more explosive. How do you feel about it? I know you're not, you probably don't think Dobbins is a must start, but how, how do you think about him going into this week? Yeah, I don't know if I would, uh, in my eyes, label him as a must start, but I know that that start will be coming soon because he's just too good Mm -hmm. of a player and the Ravens are too good of a team. You know, maybe maybe this is the breakout game he's going to have. After week one, I thought, uh, you know, okay, uh, J.K. Dominance is here. He's ready to go. Um, Before week one, I, you know, you know how I talked about Mark Ingram a lot, how this is his team. And, you know, midway through the season, it's going to uh, turn over into J.K. Dobbins' team. That, you know, that hasn't happened as much. No one really has really had much of an impact uh, running back-wise for the Baltimore Ravens. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Um, he has all the talent in the world, like I said. And uh, this is a great week to do it against the Giants. Uh, I hope you're right. I hope this is his breakout game. I drafted him in several of my leagues. Um but you know what, guys? We drafted him for a reason. Uh, you get, you know you're going to have to sit back and wait. Uh, I hope you didn't draft him as, like, your your number two running back because we knew this was – No uh, way. Yeah, you know, but, I mean, a lot of people will get really hyped out, hyped up about these rookie running backs. So this is why we drafted him low, hopefully for, uh, you know, against teams like this. I hope you're right, Sean. I hope I hope you're right. You might be right, and I'll be calling you a I genius. Usually, yeah. I'll be calling I you a genius, am. I hope, uh, next week. 
on next week's uh, podcast for week five. So that's right. Week five, baby. And that's, that's where we'll end it guys. I hope you like the new format. Let us know if you like it. Um, You know, we try to keep it pretty condensed for you guys, but sometimes it's just tough. So let us know what you think at grand central fan on Twitter, as always go to grand central fantasy.com for all your uh, blogs about the, to get you prepared for the week. Listen, man, we're at over 2,500, uh, followers on Twitter. I know it's small in comparison to these other accounts, but we're still for now guaranteeing answers to every single one of our followers that ask us questions. And we do a great job every Sunday morning, up bright and early, getting ready, bringing in new followers, answering our existing ones. Make sure you guys DM us again. Do not tag us with all these other shitty fantasy accounts. When we're up over a hundred thousand followers, we'll remember all the people that did it. Trust us. And uh, Mike, you got anything else to add? Uh, I just want to say thanks to all the followers too. Yeah. Like I legit set my alarm at like 7am and I go right to Twitter and I start looking for your questions on Sundays. That is how committed I am. And that's the commitment that GCF will always show you guys. Um, also like Sean said, this is a, you know, we're, we're trying to find what works best in our podcast. Let us know what you thought of it this week. Maybe you liked how we did it last week better. Um, talk to us, man. If, even if you just want to shoot the shit with us, DM us. Exactly. We're pretty friendly guys. We're pretty fucking cool. We love you guys. Part. Yeah, GCF all day. That's the way to go. And, yeah, that's about it, bro. We out, baby. Peace.